Ladies and gents, welcome to another edition of The League, brought to you by the Rational Rage Network. I'm your host, BG, from the 415. You can find me on IG under G4150351, that is G4150351. The Niners are now at an even one in one after handling business against their hated rival, the Seattle Seahawks, by the final score of 27 to 7. Well, this first victory of the season is bittersweet. Trey Lance on a designed running play got hurt broken right ankle out for the season so Jimmy Garoppolo came in handled his business and led the Niners to victory now let's just say the Niners would have traded Garoppolo because that was the the big talk of the offseason for the Niner gang it would have been And if Trey Lance would have got hurt, it would have been Brock Purdy as the starter of the San Francisco 49ers. If you pay any attention to records or whatever under with Garoppolo as a starter, the Niners have an excellent record with him under center. Without him, not so good. Shanahan as a head coach of the Niners is under 500. Shanahan without Garoppolo is not a winning head coach. Now Kyle Shanahan when whoever was before him as a head coach, I forgot, I honestly forgot who the fuck the head coach was that that um, Shanahan replaced. Because Shanahan came over from Atlanta as the O.C., Young dude, creative offensive play calling, et cetera, et cetera. But one thing about Cal Shanahan is that he is a very egotistical and arrogant dude. Since I've seen this guy as the head coach, I've never seen this guy give his starting quarterback the authority to call an audible. Never. At least from my eyes. I don't know if anybody else has seen him let his quarterback to all audibles, but I've never seen him. Kyle Shanahan, when he was the OC for the for the then Washington Redskins, the quarterback that he had was Robert Griffin III, RG3. He ran that dude. He got hurt. He couldn't do the same as the offensive coordinator for the Falcons because Matt Ryan was not that mobile. He was mobile enough to scramble if the pocket collapsed, but he wasn't that guy that you were going to design running plays for because he was just not that mobile. Comes over to San Francisco when they got Garoppolo in a trade from New England. He ran Garoppolo. Garoppolo tried to go heads up. He tried to go head up against a against a corner. Fucks himself up. He's done for the season. Trey Lance, last year, he ran him. Trey Lance gets hurt, and he's out for a couple of games. So you would think that Kyle Shanahan will learn his lesson. No. During that press conference, 
the reporter started asking him questions about running Trey Lance or whatever. And his answer was bringing up Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, who's way bigger than Trey Lance. Instead of saying, hey, I should have called something different. There's a reason why you have running backs. Your quarterback is not your running back. He is your quarterback. There is a reason why Debo was getting worn down last season because you kept running him and running him. I understand that Debo gives a threat to that. To he has he gives that offensive extra threat as a runner, but he is your wide receiver. You want longevity. You don't want some flash in the pan bullshit next to you know whoever it is that you keep running is retiring before he hits 30. Elijah Mitchell, fragile, gets hurt. It seems like the Shanahan era has been that of fragile players. Kittle was out for his second straight game with that groin injury that he hurt during practice non-contact. Kittle. Another guy who's also fragile. So when is Kyle Shanahan going to learn? When is he going to learn? Till he finds himself unemployed? Because with the talent that you have on this team, there is no excuse why you shouldn't be hoisting the franchise's six Lombardi at the end of this season. You got all these fucking weapons on offense. Your defense is stout. That secondary is way better this season than last season. So what is it, Shanahan? Because eventually, Jed, yours going to be like, hey, dude, um, as our head coach, you've only had two winning seasons. Without a proven quarterback, you really can't do shit. And yeah, you know, it's easier, it's easy, it's easy to criticize from the outside looking in. I get that. We all do that. If you are a fan of a team, we all do that. But fuck, dude. I mean, so the next two games, two primetime games, we got Denver, Russell Wilson, who is 17 and 4. In his career against the San Francisco 49ers, yeah, those 17 wins and four losses came when he was the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. That's no longer. He's now the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Then the following week after that primetime game against Denver, against the Rams. So currently right now, there is a three-way tie record-wise because some know-it-all, there's always one of those, said that, well, technically they are in first place because they just beat the team who was in first place. Technically, I don't give a fuck because technically, record-wise, the Niners have one win, one loss, as does Seattle, as do the Rams, as do the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah, so within the, within the division, you're 1-0. 
that's cool. But they all have the same record, okay? But there's always that one person who always wants to chime in and give an opinion no one really gives a fuck about. Now, here's one thing about these 49er fans. The ones who got accustomed to Sacrapic, Colin Kaepernick running, what happened when the NFL figured his ass out? His one-dimensional ass, what happened? Couldn't do shit. Couldn't read a fucking defense. Couldn't hit a receiver who was open five yards in front of him. The NFL figured his ass out. He didn't figure out the NFL. They adjusted. He did it. Now he's out there floating around. He got his ex-teammate, Alan Smith's then-girlfriend, who Kaepernick was fucking around with. He got her pregnant. Congrats to you, Kaepernick. You're going to be a dad. whoop the fucking do But anyways, enough of that bullshit. So the team played very clean football. They controlled the ball. The time of possession was just... They had they had that ball way longer than Seattle did, which is good because the the weather. I just understand about the people again, who started using weather as an excuse. Was there a black cloud only over San Francisco last game against the Bears? Was it just fucking? perfect conditions for the Bears only and it was just raining on the Niners that they couldn't do anything it was raining today in the Bay it was raining in Santa Clara over there where the uh, the Niners play at Levi's the Niners made these adjustments and you can see as soon as Garoppolo came in that offense was a little bit more comfortable and it was more in sync Because when Garoppolo is feeling pressure, he's not that runner. He knows it. Garoppolo gets rid of the ball. He has one of the quickest releases in the NFL. Trey Lance is a little bit more shaky. And I get that because he's still brand new to the position as an NFL starter. He didn't have that many career starts in North Dakota State. And that's the one thing about this league. If you make no adjustments to this league, this league will make adjustments and your ass is going to be out of a job. It is that simple. And it's it's um it's great to have a dual threat quarterback. It's great to have somebody there that if that if the pocket collapses, this guy can break one. And next thing you know, there's fucking six points on the board. That's great. But if you become one-dimensional and all you can do is run and you're a quarterback, you should be a running back or you should switch to a different position because you need to make these adjustments. You got to know how to read a defense. You got to know when to take what the defense gives. You got to know that if the play that your coach called, yeah, as soon as the ball snaps, you got first, second, third option, and then your your emergency, your hot route. You got to take advantage of that shit. So Trey Lance is done for the year. 
Now it's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a Jimmy Garoppolo show once again. And his backup is Mr. Irrelevant, which translates to the last pick taken in the NFL draft as his backup, Brock Purdy. So it's those two now. Uh, fucking Wilson had himself a great game. Debo did his thing. Ayuk did his thing. The defense got some turnovers. I, I believe they got three. They weren't able to capitalize on one. But still, though, 27 to 7. It should have been 30 to 7. But a field goal got blocked. And that led to the only score for Seattle. So a special teams blunder. But it is what it is. They got the W. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So we got some primetime games coming up. Then after that, it's two straight weeks on the road. You got Atlanta and Carolina. Not in that order, but they're going to be facing two teams from the AFC South. This year, they're going to be facing every team in the AFC West. So that's Denver, the Chargers, the fucking Raiders, and the Chiefs. The Raiders had a big lead, so big against Arizona that their fans ended up with shit on their face because they were celebrating early. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. As somebody who has no, well, I'm not going to say love, but just has a dislike for the Raiders and their fans, that was beautiful. Because you should never, this game is four quarters, not three. Because on any given Sunday, if you lay your guard down, you get popped right in the fucking face. And next thing you know, that big lead becomes only three. You're only up by three fucking points. So Arizona took the Raiders to overtime and won. The Rams, who did they play? I'm trying to think. Well, I forgot who they played, but now they're one and one. Seattle... If the head coach of Denver would have been a little bit more smart with his play calling, Seattle right now would be 0-2 in the last place in the division. But it is what it is, and they're 1-1. So, Dre Greenlaw, linebacker, got a two-year extension. He had himself a good game. Ufanga, this dude right now, man, this dude is turning out to be that guy in the secondary because he's breaking up plays, tackles for loss. He's in there getting his nose dirty. A lot of people, I don't know if it's because he's Polynesian, are trying to make the comparisons between Ufanga and Troy Palomalu. I can see that. But I also don't want to categorize dude because every time somebody's mentioned, they always look to to compare them to somebody of the same nationality. So when I see Palomalu, excuse me, Ufanga, I kind of see a Brian Dawkins in him. I kind of see an Ed Reed in him. So supposedly, because uh, fucking Ufanga. Just like Palomalu, they both went to USC. Supposedly, fucking Ufanga was training during the offseason with Palomalu. 
that's dope because that's a fucking Hall of Famer. This dude had an outstanding career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So what better role model than Troy Polamalu? Let me see what else. Bosa, nine has three sacks in the season. He got two sacks today. There were a lot of tackles for loss, which is nice. Like I mentioned earlier, only one penalty, one fucking penalty compared to that shit show that was last week against the Bears. That game was so fucking sloppy. There were so many, so many unnecessary mistakes made. One thing, Niner gang, fans, let there be no excuses for anything. Let there be no excuses. So what else can I say about this game? You know, besides it being bittersweet because the loss of Trey Lance for the season, they won. Garoppolo came in. He gave that offense that sense of calm. Because you don't want to be 0-2 going into Denver and playing Russell Wilson, who's owned you for his entire career. Now, let's see if Russell Wilson can do the same thing or if the Niners give him his fifth loss against them. We'll see. See what else is out there in the NFL. Uh, Tom Brady, regardless if he, if his team cheated to win Super Bowls or whatever, this guy's closing in. You know, he's five years away from 50, and he's still playing at a high level. He's not a mobile dude. He's a smart guy. He makes adjustments. If you're a young quarterback, you know, that's not a bad person. It's not a bad person to try to watch film on, to see what has made Brady that successful to be called the supposed goat. Those rings, they speak for themselves, whether tainted or not, they speak for themselves. So let me see, is there any more breaking news in the NFL? There really hasn't been anything. It's been kind of quiet. You know, the main focus of this podcast is the Niners and any breaking news any news that relates to the division, the NFC West. So the first game of the new year, 2023, it's going to be in Las Vegas against the Raiders. I hope people can behave and not let there be a repeat of those games we had against the Raiders from Candlestick. Those games were violent, not with the players, but with the fans. Because of the dislike of each other, gang shit, it's also included. A lot of you that are not from California like gangs, God, what do you mean? Fucking Norte and Sur. That type of shit. That shit also falls into the equation of when the Niners, when they play the Cowboys. You know that, and of course, the rivalry that they've had since the 80s 
because that's when the Niners started becoming competitive because in the 70s they were fucking awful. But we all remember what started that dynasty. Well, at least the diehards do. The catch against Dwight, you know, the catch in that NFC Championship game. Niners and Cowboys. Here's Montana. He's rolling out to his right. Hits Dwight Clark. Touchdown. And that eventually became the game winner. Does anybody remember the catch too? Vernon Davis. Playoff, excuse me, not, not Vernon Davis. But Vernon Davis was part of a catch too. The catch too. Steve Young to T.O. Green Bay. Playoffs. The catch three. Alex Smith to Vernon Davis against the Saints. So I'm dropping some knowledge, straight knowledge to a lot of you. So, fans, um, there's really nothing much more for me to say. This NFL season is going to be interesting. So we'll see what happens these next couple of weeks with Jimmy Gender Center. We'll see how how Coach Shanahan keeps deflecting answers about if he should have ran Trey Lance and if he's going to use Josh Allen as an example, which is a stupid, piss-poor example. But anyways, much love to all of you who keep supporting the Rational Rage Network, who tune in to listen to this joint, The League, who tune in to check out the Dean of GSOC, SBS, Draw Some Science, Wrestling with Wrestling. Matter of fact, he and I did a regular Rational Rage this past week in which we talked about pussy radar, politics, and bullshit. So whenever that joint is posted, make sure you check it out. I appreciate all of you taking time out of your busy day because time is very precious. Checking us out, downloading episodes, subscribing, passing the word along to your your family, your friends, whoever, whether it be through Apple Podcasts, Spreewell, Anchor FM, or directly on the directly at the website, www.rationalrage.com. Fuck, send us an email if you want to bitch and complain about the way we go about dropping these joints, about any love or whatever. Rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com. There we go. So, Spiro, the hermano, the, the alchemist of this. You can find him on IG under the underscore rational underscore one. That's one spelled with a zero in front of the N-E. Hit him up. Dropping some love. Matter of fact, he just dropped a new episode of Legendary. Fucking Olympiacos. Picked up Marcelo, the Brazilian legend. And Hamas. We all remember Hamas, right? Colombiano went over to Real Madrid. He really didn't live up to that hype. But Olympiacos now has two South American players that I know of. At least the ones that I know of that have name. Marcelo 
and James. James, if you see his name, it's spelled James. But in Latino America, it's James. So check out the new joint of Legendary. It's always some dope shit, some science. It'll make you want to watch Olympiacos. The World Cup is right around the corner. It's going to start early. So if, you're, so if your country's in it, or if you're just a fan, I'm sure a lot of you are going to be excited. Okay? The Dean of GSOC, SVS, Sean Van Steen. You can find him on IG under Sean Van Steen. That's all together. That's S-E-A-N-V-N, excuse me, V-A-N, S-T-E-E-N. Hit him up. Let him know how much you love wrestling with wrestling. Ask him about the Legends World Tour, DBXTK, and Filthy Mike. Me, your host for this ride, for this Niner Gang NFL ride, the league. Like I said earlier, at the top of this show, you can find me under G415-0351. That is G415-0351. Hit me up. My profile is private. So if I think you're... If I think that your request, your profile is on some bullshit, I will block and deny your garbage. Straight up. So from this podcast, you're not going to get this PC-ass bullshit that you get from other podcasts. You're not going to get this PC-ass bullshit that you see on social media threads. You're going to get this real raw shit from a native San Franciscan from La Mision that has been watching this team since way, 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 way back. So, my fellow Niner gangbangers, stay mentally and physically healthy always. Until the next time. Peace.